0: amen Joel chapter 2 verse 32 I'm going to read just the A clause of verse number 32 actually the first part it says and it will come about that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered and it will come about That whoever, somebody say whoever, calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. Amen. I want to preach tonight for a little while using as a subject, anybody can get it. Amen. Anybody. Anybody can get it. Amen. Whether you know it or not, beloved, the battle with sin is real. It is a battle that exists in every one of our lives and even though we may try to deny it and pretend as if there is no struggle and there is no battle. For all of us who are trying to navigate this thing called life, whether we want to articulate it or not, we know that deep on the inside that the stronghold of sin is powerful. The fight against sin is painful and the effects of sin are pervasive. We know that in the corners of our private lives, we struggle with issues that we can't quite explain. We deal with feelings and desires that we know don't come from God. We struggle with thoughts and with behaviors that do not reflect the perfect will of God for our lives. And yet, even though we know that these issues, these thoughts, these behaviors, these feelings and these desires are not the will of God for our lives, we find ourselves unable to dismiss these things from our lives so that we can be free. It seems as if there is a constant battle between who we are right now and the person that God is causing us to be or calling us to be. It becomes even more complicated, beloved, when we consider that the fact that there are issues that we don't want to be free from because we enjoy them too much. The gossip is too juicy, the conversation is too stimulating, the sex is too good, the money is too easily made, the relationship is too convenient. And we find ourselves willing to remain stuck in our issues because the benefits of bondage seem to outweigh the perceived pain that it will cost us to be free. As a matter of fact, there are people under the sound of my voice tonight who feel as if you're too dirty to be delivered. You feel like you've done too much, too long to be delivered from the sin in your life. You feel as if you're in too deep and the things that you used to regret as soon as you did it have now become a part of your lifestyle and you don't even know if it's possible to be free. And I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight, but is there anybody in the building here who struggled with the issue for so long that you've even questioned whether or not you could be free? OK, I guess I'm by myself. I'm not talking about the cute little issues that we joke about in church, but I'm talking to some people who can admit that they have some real stuff that they're dealing with, some real issues that could derail your life and your purpose if you don't get them under control, that you have some real things, uh, some real mess that you've gotten in you don't know how you're going to be able to get out of it and you wonder deep down if you're even qualified to be delivered because there's a text message that you deleted there's a phone call that you took there's a bed that you rolled out of this morning that you should have never gotten in and you don't know and you don't know how God is going to be able to deliver you from what it is that you're in and even though we all struggle with things that we wish we could walk away from but they seem to have an old a hold on us even though all of us have sinned and issues in our lives that we feel like disqualify us from being delivered. The beauty of our lives is that we serve a God who doesn't deal with us according to our brokenness but he looks past our flaws and our issues and our shame and he sees the destiny and the potential that he has deposited on the inside of us and because God understands that you can't reach destiny until you've been delivered to ensure that you get to the place where he wants you to be he has made deliverance of available to us through the person of Jesus Christ. And I know you have issues and I know that you have pain and that you have things in your life that you're ashamed of, that you are unsure if you can walk away from. I know you feel as if there were things in your life that disqualify you from being delivered. But while others would try to make you believe that deliverance is only available to the spiritually elite, God Wants us to know that He has the power to deliver us and to set us free. And while church people try to make you feel like freedom is only available to the select few, God says, "I alone have the power to give freedom." And guess what? Anybody can get it. God help me. The beauty of our lives, beloved, is that we do not serve us a ditty and a stuck-up God who only gives freedom to His favorites, but we serve a God who unapologetically declares that deliverance from anything is available. To to anyone who would call upon the name of the Lord and whether you know it or not beloved that is the point that Joel is making in Joel chapter 2 in the beginning of Joel chapter 2 Joel is describing beloved the day of judgment the day when the wrath of God will be poured out on all of those who do evil when the people of God will be gathered together and be saved but it is interesting now that Joel does not limit deliverance from wrath to Israel but in Joel chapter 2 verse 32 Joel declares that this is not just deliverance for the religious elite but he declares that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. Now it's important to note, beloved, for all of my theologians out there, in this particular passage of scripture, Joel is talking about deliverance from the penalty of sin. He is declaring that if you are headed for hell in judgment you can be delivered from destruction by calling on the name of the Lord and that's good news. We need to be able to understand and, and and celebrate the fact that we have been saved from the penalty of sin but we also need to understand that that is only a part of salvation that God not only wants to save us from the penalty of sin through justification but God desires to set us free from the power of sin through sanctification it is not the will of God for you simply to go to heaven but it is the will of God for you to walk in victory here on earth this means that the same gospel that rescues you from hell can also deliver you from sin God help me this means that the same Jesus that can rescue you from destruction can also set you free but it is interesting now when we look uh, before we get to John Joel chapter two verse thirty-two. Uh, we have to look at Joel chapter two verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine because before we get there, something happens in verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine. Because Joel tells us that before there can be deliverance, there must be an outpour of the Spirit. Because Joel says in Joel chapter two verse twenty-eight and twenty-nine, and it shall come to pass, God help me, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall. Prophesy your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions and even on the male and female servants in those days. I will pour out my spirit. I'll preach if y'all help me. I promise tonight. Uh, This is important because the first thing that this teaches us is that there cannot be deliverance beloved without an intervention of the Holy Spirit. God help me if you are going to be called out of the darkness of sin into the marvelous light of salvation it has to be initiated by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you are going to be set free from the sin in your life, it has to be initiated by the power of the Holy Spirit. The same way a sinner cannot save themselves, a sinner is unable to deliver themselves. It takes the power of the Holy Ghost. And that's why the prayer of every believer needs to be, God, pour out your spirit again. Every morning when you wake up, before you ask God to pay your bills and to help you with your card note and to fix your marriage and to Get your stuff right. You need to ask God for a fresh feeling and empowerment of the Holy Ghost. Not just so that you can speak in tongues and prophesy and cast out demons and lay hands on the sick. But so that you can ignore the text from your ex in the middle of the night. So that you can hold your peace at work when your flesh wants to cuss out your co-workers. So that you can stay off of those websites and out of those chat rooms and keep driving past the strip club and stop wasting your time and your money. You need the Holy Ghost for that. Deliverance cannot happen without the Holy Spirit. But then secondly, we see in Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. Hold on to your seats. I'm going there. Uh, God is indiscriminate in his distribution. huh? But not, not only do we see huh, that God says it takes the Holy Ghost. But we also see that God does not pick favorites. Or go by preference when he is pouring out his spirit. Because the prophet Joel says, I'm going to pour out my spirit. But I'm not just going to pour out my spirit on those whom you feel are qualified. Joel says, watch me now. I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. The New American Standard Bible renders the word flesh Mankind. The translation of mankind is further supported when you continue reading what God says through Joel because God says something that tears down our contemporary and man-made barriers of ministry because God says that the initial result of the outpour of his spirit is that people will, will begin to speak on his behalf, but it won't just be your son. Joel says God help me he says it will be your sons and your daughters God help me this lets us know that God has never been hung up on the things that we seem to be hung up on because while so many so called theologians would try to say that only men are qualified to carry the message of the master the master of the message himself declares that anybody can get it God help me he says your sons and your daughters will prophesy he says men and women will carry my message and we live in an hour where insecurity and chauvinism in the pulpit has given rise to a culture where our sisters are treated as if they are less than their male counterparts in ministry, and because of this, an unhealthy feminism has developed in the body of Christ. Because when men refuse to stand up for women, they are forced to stand up for themselves, and oftentimes they rebel against the structures that they feel have held them bound. But God is not a feminist, and God is not a chauvinist, but He is a God that celebrates unity and diversity. He has made w- women and men distinct distinct. distinct and different but he gives gifts and callings without regard to those differences so that the body of Christ can be blessed and enriched for his glory and God says that when he is pouring out his spirit he's going to do it on all flesh and if you are available he will use you it doesn't matter if you're a male or female if you're rich or poor if you're black or white if you're republican or democrat if you're red or yellow God is pouring out his spirit and that means that he wants to use you. So then, when we get to verse 32, Joel declares that deliverance is available, but it is not simply available to some. Joel says, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. This lets us know that deliverance, beloved, is not something that God withholds from his children. But it is the will of God that we be delivered from the strongholds of sin in our lives. And that God is indiscriminate in his application of deliverance power. Anybody can be delivered. Deliverance from anything is available for anyone who calls On the name of the Lord. I'm almost finished. So what does this mean for us? First of all, this means, number one, that there is no one who is beyond deliverance. Yeah. There is no one who is beyond deliverance. This text teaches us not to give up on ourselves and not to give up on anyone else because the power of God is able to deliver anybody. And we all have found ourselves in the midst of struggles and problems that we felt we'd never be free from. And we all know people who we've written off because they struggle with an attitude or, an a beha- or a behavior or a thought process for so long. But the text is tailored to teach us that God does not care about your past mistakes or your present failures. Deliverance is available to whoever will call on the name of the Lord. And I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight, but is there anybody in the building who can shout about the fact that who can shout about rather the whoeverness of God? God. God help me. Who can shout over the reality that it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter if you just rolled out of the bed with them. It doesn't matter if you still got liquor on your breath or the drugs in your system. It doesn't matter if you sent the message or if you just made the tweet or if you were just in their inbox a matter of minutes ago. It doesn't matter if you fell into it or if you've been into it for the last 10 years. There is no one who is beyond the deliverance power of God and God says whoever calls God is not like you and I he doesn't screen his celestial phone to see whether or not he's going to take calls from people who got issues because you and me if people call us with issues we'll try to screen our phone calls we won't want to talk to them but God says I'm free with my number I'll give it to anybody and whoever calls Anybody can get it. So first of all, there's no one who is beyond deliverance. But then number two, I feel like preaching. Deliverance comes as the result, not of a process, but of a call. Deliverance comes not as the result of a process, but as the result of a call. Because the text also teaches us. That deliverance cannot come by the work of our hands. Because it does not say that whoever reads the most Bible verses will be delivered. It doesn't say who has the most robust theology will be delivered. It does not say whoever cuts off their fake friends and leaves all of their bad relationships and puts filters on their internet browsers will be delivered. And all of that stuff is good and necessary. But if you do that and neglect what the text says, you're simply putting trust in your own willpower to keep you safe. And your willpower is never going to be strong enough to deliver you from sin. As a matter of fact, you've got to be willing, if you're going to be delivered, to put your trust in a power that is higher than you are. This is why most of us are overwhelmed right now. We're trying to manage deliverance on our own, not realizing that our flesh can only keep us under control for so long because flesh can only suppress, but only God has the power to deliver and God will allow you to keep getting your butt whooped by life. God will allow you to keep experiencing heartache and depression and disappointment until you finally get to the place where you make the call. God help me. This is why the psalmist says in Psalm 61 verse 2, when my heart, God help me is overwhelmed. Lead me to a rock that is higher than I. And some of us are messed up because we are confiding in friends, calling exes and faking on social media like we got it together. But those are rocks that are lower than us. When you need to be delivered, you need to go to a rock that is higher than you are. You need to make the call to a powerful God. God, I can't do this on my own. God, I can't fight this on my own. God, I can't stay married on my own God I can't raise these children on my own God I can't manage my money on my own God I can't stay single on my own God I need your help and I'm making the call it says there is no one who is beyond deliverance then deliverance is not the result of a process but is the result of a call then thirdly and I'm in my seat deliverance finally is attached to a name. <sighs> Jason I thought that was shout uh, Deliverance. Is attached. To a name. <sighs> Joel says. Whoever calls. But he doesn't stop there. This is important because we live in a culture that seems to feel as if it doesn't matter who you call as long as you call somebody. Call Allah, call Buddha, call the spirits of your ancestors as long as you're moral and devout and you call something. But let me help you tonight. We don't just want devoutness or moral clarity, we don't just want acceptance, we want to be saved and delivered and Joel tells us that if we want to be delivered you can't just call any name but you need to call on the name of the Lord God help me I know we got people who are universalist and inclusivist and and we got people who feel like you can call on any name but joel the text doesn't say that joel says you got to call on the name of the lord and in case you were wondering allah is not that name muhammad is not that name buddha is not that name i love my african heritage i'm black and i am proud but the but the deities from Kemet that my woke brothers and sisters erroneously claim to be the gods of our heritage are not that name I'm sorry to burst the American bubble but America is not that name Trump is not that name as a matter of fact Peter that cussing fighting fishermen saved by the grace of the almighty God declared in Acts chapter 4 verses 11 and 12 that he is the stone God help me that was rejected by you builders but now he has become the chief cornerstone And there is salvation in no one else For there is no other name God help me Given unto heaven Whereby we must be saved He didn't say could be saved He didn't say should be saved He didn't say might be saved He said there's only one name God help me preach it here tonight That's given unto heaven Whereby we must be saved As a matter of fact Paul that tent maker from Tarsus Declares in Philippians chapter 2 Verses 9 through 11 That God has highly exalted him who Jesus and bestowed on him a name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are under under heaven in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father all I'm trying to tell you is that deliverance is not in your denomination deliverance is not in my preaching deliverance is not in Mike Holloway's singing it's not in the laying on of some prophet's hands, but deliverance is in the name of Jesus Christ. Your deliverance is not based on your Bible study regimen because you can know Bible and still be full of the devil. Deliverance is not based on your ability to speak in tongues because you can speak in tongues and still not talk to me in the parking lot. It is not based on anything that you can produce yourself, but it is totally based on your ability to lean and depend on Jesus. It is based on your ability to call on the name of the Lord God help me the same name that was effective for your salvation is the same name that is effective uh, for your sanctification and we uh, God help me and I know we don't have we have a hard time celebrating the name of Jesus Christ because we've got caught up on all kinds of other things God help me we might as well I feel like preaching tonight Uh, we get caught up on all kinds of other things we get caught up on all kinds of other people stuff and clothes and cars and money in jobs, but we got to learn how to celebrate a Christ who is not only our Savior, but a Christ who can set us free. I want you to hear me say it tonight. Jesus Christ is not just your Savior, but he is your sanctifier, your healer, and your soon coming King. There is power in the name of the Lord, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, and Jesus is the name of the Lord. God, help me. Y'all ain't gonna go with me, but I guess I'll preach myself happy, because I got some stuff here in my life tonight that I need God to get up off me I've got some things some thought processes I'm trifling in a lot of my ways and I need God to help me tonight and I just want somebody to know that this week you've been checked into rehab oh God for the next few weeks the Holy Spirit of God is going to invade your life he's going to disrupt your privacy and he's going to move on your heart so that you can be free and you might be wondering how can I be free I've done too much I've seen too much much. I've been violated too much. I've been hurt too badly. I've gotten comfortable in my sin. But I want you to know that God has delivering power. And anybody, God help me tonight, anybody can get it. God help me. The liar can get it. And the lesbian can get it. The alcoholic can get it. And the adulterer can get it. The greedy can get it. And the gossiper can get it. The worrier can get it. And the wounded can get it get it. The religious can get it. I'm ready, Jason. And the rebellious can get it. The prejudice can get it. And the politician can get it. The poor can get it. And the privileged can get it. The hater can get it. And the homosexual can get it. The chauvinist can get it. And the feminist
1: can get it. Trump can get it. And Manafort can get it. Cohen can get it. And Mueller can get it. The White House can get it. The State House can get it. Is there anybody here that can testify that anybody can get it? Because the Bible says that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shout but can I tell you Joel didn't know the name of the law that's why he said the name of the law as a matter of fact nobody in the old testament
0: you anybody can get it. That's the message I want you to take home whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. doesn't matter how long you've been in it doesn't matter how long you struggle with it whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved Father we thank you tonight for your word we thank you tonight for the promise of deliverance for whoever would call on the name of the Lord shall be saved not might be saved but shall be saved God we thank you that is a sure thing that we are saved by the power of your name and we give you glory for it tonight in Jesus name Amen